Welcome back to 17 Questions. Today is our 17th episode and the last in the series, where we ask celebrities, authors, YouTubers and broadcasters 17 random questions you never knew you wanted the answers to. What's the most interesting documentary you've ever watched? Okay, there's this documentary that's called Tickled and it's really weird but really good and I recommend it to everybody. Um, it's about this guy who like just kind of happens a- across this online community um, where they're... I, I guess like there's this guy who's almost like advertising for people to take part in these tickling like competitive tickling matches and it's like that's not a real thing that's like obviously a weird fetish but when he tried to dig deeper into who was financing this who what is the purpose of it everything like that he goes down like this massive rabbit hole and like figures out you know who's responsible and like the reasons why and it's so good and so fascinating and so scary as well um, I definitely think you should go and give it a watch what's the most embarrassing story from your childhood I remember when I was like in my first junior school and I had a bathroom accident in the playground and this was like quite a voluminous package that had been delivered to my underwear and uh, I found myself trying to lean against the school railings so that it would be outside the railing. And I've just got this vivid image of a hundred heads sticking their head through the school railing to observe what I uh, had delivered. It wasn't very good. What's the most ridiculous thing that you've bought? Um, the most ridiculous thing I've ever bought. I mean, apart from like a house... I mean, I haven't bought a house, but I, you know, I pay a mortgage on a house. That's ridiculous because it's very grown up. Um, and but apart from that, the most ridiculous thing I've ever bought, probably, um, uh, I bought. I was at an auction. This is years ago. I was at an, uh, an auction for Oxfam uh, with my friend Vicky Taylor, and we had a couple of glasses of wine, and we both bid on these paintings that are made of from Glastonbury mud, and they, they're these amazing paintings, and it's of it's off scenes of Glastonbury, but done using the mud from Glastonbury as the paint with colour and stuff in it. And so um, I kind of, you know, had images of grandeur and was like that, yes, raising my hand and bought one of these paintings, which um, which I see now as an investment. Um, but my friend Vicky, who also bid on one, had the kind of lucky get out clause where she bought it for her boss. So her boss paid for it. And I think it's in her house, though. So she definitely won in that situation. I bought... It's not good anymore. I wouldn't do it again because it's not vegan. It's, I bought some leather trousers about 10 years ago you that bought- I couldn't afford. And I bought them from America and had them shipped. It's the weirdest thing because I'm a theatre actor mostly until recently. And I didn't make any money. But I got this one job and the whole job was going to pay me £1,000. And I spent that whole £1,000 on a pair of trousers that I wore, to be fair, like for a long, long time. But they're unethical. And also to get them in from the con- from America into England, I then had to pay like custom sacks on top of it and it was the stupidest thing ever. That's brilliant. Sorry. No, I love it. I, I'm actually, I don't have anything that can beat that. Oh, I, I haven't like done that yet. A, that's uh, really foolish, but it's not a good thing. Well, do. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of in awe. No. I really enjoyed that story. Oh, thanks, I babe. know that, that is ridiculous. But then after 10 years, I got them, I got in, um, I got out of a car and I split them all the way <laughs> from the thing to the thing and that was that. <laughs> that's the worst. It's almost the perfect ending to that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's fine in small numbers, but terrifying in large numbers? Dragonflies. 
See, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like dragonflies in general. Like, why are they so big? Like, it's not an insect; it's an animal. Like, I don't understand. Like, why are you? Like, I remember one flew p- past me. It sounded like an aeroplane. Why? Why are you so noisy? Why are you so big? And then imagine a hundred of them. That's like that's the scariest. Or moths. Moths, I don't like them because I feel like they're demon creatures because they just appear. Like you weren't there ten seconds ago. How did you just appear out of nowhere and just terrify my life like this? And then you see the big ones that are like the size of your hand. No, no, no. I'm getting itchy thinking about it. Couldn't do it. No. What's the most amazing true story you've heard? Oh, so many. (laughs) I heard a story that that Gino DeCampo went to prison for burgling Paul Young's house. No. Yeah. That can't be true. Yeah. That's what I heard. He got into trouble for uh, eating a rat. Oh, and I'm a celebrity, didn't he? You're not put in prison for that, though. You can't be put in, well, no, you can be put in a rat's prison. Or was it Paul Weller? Hang on. Paul Young, I think. When did Junior DeCampo burgle Paul Young's house? And what did he take? And where, and did he go to prison? The popular TV chef was convicted in 1998 for robbing the 80s singer's home. Real. This is a true story. This is a true story. It's going to get cut out, though. No, it's true. It's in the, it's in the newspaper. What did he steal? In, two, in 1998, a 21-year-old Junior DeCampo broke into 80 Singapore Young's house. Uh, he was an unknown waiter at the time. He stole Paul's £4,000 guitar collection alongside a platinum disc. Did oh. Gino go to prison? Gino was caught after DNA matched tests on cigarette butts he dropped in the star's bedroom, Mill Hill, North London. He stood before a judge in 1998 and was sentenced under his real name, Gennaro. He was sentenced to two years in jail. I'll tell you an amazing true story. Yeah, is it about Gino DeCampo? Nope. You know when you're in the post office and uh, you're in the queue and the voice goes, cashier number one, please. Sometimes it's a female voice saying it, sometimes it's a male voice, and that depends on whether the cashier you're going to is a man or a lady. Is that real? That's real. I've got another good one like that. Very similar, actually. You'll see why this is similar. Right. When you're in the car and you run out of petrol, the often the light, the indicator light, has an arrow, and the arrow points to either the left or the right, and if it's pointing to the left, it means your petrol cap is on the left. And if it points to the right, it means your petrol cap's on the right. Why don't they just build cars with all with the petrol caps on one side? Very annoying, isn't it? Do they have to do it? Is that because petrol stations have one side or the other side, and they have to like have half, approximately half of cars with them on the left? I think so. Right? Do you think they like talk to each other about that? Like Mr. Ford phones up Mr. Volkswagen and goes, "We're doing a new line. We're doing it on the right, so you've got to do yours on the left." He's like, "Well, no, I've already designed mine." I imagine that's what he sounds like. I've already designed mine with mine on the left. Here's you got to do the right. Ford, hey, I hate you. Why don't, here's an idea. Put it in the middle. Put it in the boot. Put it in the bumper. Put it there. Make all cars electric. And they should fly. Yeah, but also then you'd have to still charge them somewhere. And it's and they've still decided to put it on the back, on yep. the side. You're right. Put it on the back in the middle. Put it in the middle. And then you're fine either way. I'll call them up now. It's really, it's really stupid. It's hey, really... Ford, you sicko. If you were given $5 million to open a small museum, what kind of museum would you create? Oh, well, a girl I went to uni with is currently trying to fund the world's first vagina museum. So I would give that money to her so that so that she could do that. Yeah, everyone support the vagina museum. <laughs> what did you Google last? It was probably something to do with how to get away with a murder. My search history would definitely get me arrested if I were not a young adult author. (laughs) 
What's the weirdest conversation you've overheard? You hear a lot on the train in New York City, and I imagine in London too, but I haven't been, like I said, the memories haven't been forming as well. Um, but, okay, so here's, this is less of a conversation. This is something that happened to me, but it was sort of a conversation. Train in New York, woman gets on, she has um, a baby in a wrap, but it's on her back. So the baby's like on her back, sort of peeking over her shoulder, very cute. And with her is another woman who's holding a bottle up to the baby, feeding the baby as they walk into the train. Um, and the it, I was like, all right, cute. They're friends, they're wives, whatever. Um, and there's a seat next to me, and the woman with the baby sits down, and I get up and I offer it to the woman holding the bottle, who's just shakes her head, no, no, that's all right, and hands me the bottle. And I suddenly am like, what, what is happening here? What is going on? And the woman with the baby is like, can you just, can you just give the, she just feed the baby on my back? Cause I can't, cause it's on my back. And I'm like, okay. So I stick the bottle in the baby's mouth. Baby seems very happy. But then I like, you know, I don't really want to be responsible for anything here. <laughs> I don't know these people. So I try to sort of tuck the bottle into the wrap so that it's just sort of held there. Um, because I am also getting off at the next station and I don't know how to pass this responsibility off to someone else. Um, so I, I tuck it in. It immediately falls out, um, luckily, into the woman's lap. But she does not hand it back to me at that point. She perhaps realized that I was hopeless. Um, and... I got off at the next stop feeling very much like I'd suddenly been wrapped into being a parent for half a second without consenting to it beforehand. And yeah, that's not a conversation. I guess it's very silent conversation all through like motions <laughs> and confusion. But that moment when this other woman who'd been holding the bottle slowly backed away, vanishing into the crowd, leaving me with the bottle was one of the strangest, most horrifying moments of my life. If you were a potato... What sort would you be? Um, the top layer of a Dauphinoise. Oh, nice. Yeah, because you've got the lovely warm sauce underneath, but you've mm. got a lovely crispy topping. I dip, dip my toes in the sauce and yeah. lick, lick, the, lick the topping. I'm thinking I'm a human inside the Dauphinoise. Yeah. So I'm just tickling my toes on the, in the sauce. Going, oh, that's nice. Oh, lovely. And then the top bit, I sort of lick the, lick the top crispy bit. I'd like to be a, a roast potato, but a really good one. Fluffy. Really fluffy, properly done with the proper fat. Goose fat. Just goose fat all the time, yeah. Uh, and then just swimming around on my back in a sea of delicious gravy. What bit of trivia do you know that is very interesting, but also very useless? I'm actually really bad at trivia because I find out a fact and then forget it later. Uh, but I know the, un the underground station containing all the vowels... It's Mansion House. And that's more like a pub quiz question. Um, but yeah, you could say that's trivia. What pointless superpower would you like to have? So I think I do have a pointless superpower. My boyfriend and I always joke, whenever I'm waiting for a train, the doors always seem to stop right in front of me, which is the most pointless superpower you could possibly have. So I think I'm, I'm lucky enough to already possess this power where I just have to wait and the train appears right in front of me. What outdated slang do you use on a regular basis? Ooh, outdated slang. Um, I think, I don't know if I say it anymore, but I definitely for way too long said wicked and mint. Like, a lot. For meaning cool. <laughs> wicked. 
I think I do actually still say wicked. Wicked. Ugh. What's the worst thing that you've eaten out of politeness? I don't think I've ever eaten anything that bad out of politeness, but I do remember on the first date with my husband, I made him eat sheep's testicles as a dare um, in order to get on to our next date. And he did. And we're married. (laughs) If animals could talk, which animal would be the most annoying? An alpaca. An alpaca. just, Just look at his face. Like, picture its face as you're listening. Picture its face and just think, what would its voice be like? It'll probably be something like this. And then just like, most annoying, definitely. What's something that people don't know? Don't know? Oh, they don't know. Not all people know that when foxes hunt, they hunt sometimes in a pack in a straight line when it's snowing so that their footsteps fall in each other's footsteps. So the prey only thinks there's one fox when in fact there are many just in a line. (gasps) Oh, that's so creepy, isn't it? Um, I've got something like that. It's about animals. Um, A lot of... Well, no, it's not about animals. This is like a rumour. I haven't actually double-checked if this is true or not. So maybe you should Google... Maybe if you're listening to this, you should probably Google it on my behalf. I was told recently by somebody... Now, I know this to be true, that the smell of gas, like on a gas cooker, that the smell's added to the gas after. Because it doesn't have a smell normally, and obviously it's super dangerous for you. Yeah, yeah, for real. And so, like, they add the smell later. But then... I was told by somebody that apparently the smell that they add is what shark poo smells like. Wow, that's too amazing. So one of them is definitely true and the other one might be a a sort of vicious rumour. So um, (laughs) if you want to sort of work out, guys, like maybe just Google shark poo and just see what comes up. Maybe, maybe not though. I'm not sure. Might be a bit of a risky one. But let us know. Yeah, but let us us know. I mean, (laughs) what horror story do you have from a job you've had? I, I, I was a, a summer temp at a factory when all the machines had broken and they needed to sand down display cabinets for boots at the pharmacy. And it was a nationwide thing that they got the contract for, but had to sort of sat, uh, had to fulfil the contract. So they got a load of kids in to sand down plastic without giving us masks. Ooh, and I feel like it was slightly carcinogenic. I worked in a restaurant and... Um, Quite a dark story, that, isn't it? Yeah, they, they had these massive catering tubs of ketchup and mayonnaise and mustard and you had to, like, spoon it out into delicate little silver dishes to put on the table. And then one of my jobs at the end of the night, because I was the most junior waiter, was to scrape the ketchup, mustard and mayonnaise back out of the silver dishes, back into the big catering no. tubs. No! And I was doing it one day and just, like, scraping it with a spoon... And, and then I was putting the dishes to be washed and the head waiter caught me and went, what are you doing there? Look at all that you're wasting. Get your finger in there. And, and I literally had to put my finger in and scrape out the ketchup and then like scrape it back. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't eat that restaurant. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Both of you. Um, that's reminded me of a thing we talked about the other day. In a, if you go to a Thai restaurant, in particular a Thai restaurant, they have the little carved carrots. Oh yeah. Are you eating the carved carrot? No. Would you eat the carved car- car- carrot? Yeah. You would? I think I would, yeah. Yeah, it's like eating a delicate flower. What if I was to tell you that the chef doesn't actually want you to eat it? Do they re... Are you going to say they reuse the carved carrots? Because <gasps> they they take ages to make. Right. They are made on site. Yeah. They take ages to make, but if, they, if someone eats one of them, they've got to make another one. Well, it's the same with any meal. Yeah, but they only have about... Maybe ten they make per night. No way. So if one doesn't get used, they plop it back into a bowl of water. 
Oh. They're just bobbing around. Well, I, I'm going to continue to eat them, and I think it's an act of kindness to everyone else. They don't get secondhand carrot flowers. So you, you're taking one for the team? Or maybe I'll just lick it and put it back. Why would you do that? Just for fun. Thanks for listening to 17 Questions and supporting the first series. We'll be back in the first week of July. In the meantime, if you have any questions or guests that you'd love to hear, send us an email at 17questions at thebigshop.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.